Hi, this is Shirley and Selmy. Hello, this is Steve and Selmy. Good evening, this is Elise Junior St. Prue. Good evening, this is Naomi Tibolato Ogis. Hi, this is Francesca Fontes, and you're listening to The Sweet Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sweet Podcast. I know you guys missed us. Like, what's going on? I've been getting the DMs about the new episode. So, yes, the next couple of weeks, we are going to be dropping a lot of new episodes, exciting topics. So, trust me, we were gone for a very <laughs> good reason. Shout out to everyone that's following, supporting Linear Sweet, The Sweet Podcast, and Every one of our other initiatives that we have going on right now, don't forget to check out our social media pages, The Sweet Podcast, and the website, The Sweet Podcast. And as always, special shout out to Doomy and my guys at Silver Slate Studios, where we are right now, where we're taping. And we're always taping Implantation, Silver Slate Studios. Shout out to my guys, my producers, and my team. So now we have the introductions out, all the thank yous. We have a very special episode here for you. Everyone's all quiet, kind of looking at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for somebody to just laugh or, or do something. So you can tell I'm not in here alone. <laughs> if this is your first time tuning in, my name is Wanda Tima, and I am the founder of Linea Suite. And and the host tonight for this episode of The Sweet Podcast. Everyone say hello. 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 Yes. <laughs> so as you can see, we have a large group with us tonight because we are going to be talking about past, present, and future of love, dating, and marriage in the Haitian community. Yes. <laughs> so why this topic, right? Recently, we posted something and we asked a question about dating, about Haitian parents. Are they dating? Are people dating anymore? And we saw all the comments where people were like, dating, what's that? Haitian guys don't date. Haitian guys aren't romantic. My parents, I never even saw them kiss. So we were going, <laughs> like, back and forth in the comments, we were like, oh, this is going to be amazing. So what we thought to do is to do, like, a roundtable podcast discussion. We have a married couple. We have a single gentleman. We have a young lady that's dating and we have a marriage and family therapist Haitian yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here as well I'm like we have to have that we have to include that because I'm dying to hear like what she has to say about some of the things that we're going to talk about tonight so let me go into introductions and reading bios really quick so we have our marriage and family therapist Francesca Fontes Francesca is a licensed marriage and family therapist in South Florida. She obtained her master's degree in family therapy is current and is currently pursuing a PhD degree in the same field. She works with individuals, couples, and families and is passionate about the <laughs> and is passionate about these I told y'all I was gonna be able to say this <laughs> Passionate about she said passionate about the stigmatizing, stigmatizing therapy in African American and Caribbean communities. Francesca is also the proud owner of Purposeful Exchange Therapy and Consulting LLC, where she specializes and works to help empower and bring healing to women in the areas of mental health trauma and relationship so we're an entrepreneur as well with our own practice Francesca say hello hi everyone <laughs> so our next two guests who are sitting here together is Steve and Shirley and Selmy or 
Steve or Selma. Okay. So why, now let's tell people why you <laughs> guys said it two different ways. <laughs> now. <laughs> now pretty much uh, for a lot of people, it's really hard to say our last name. So yes. usually we say it in English for those that can say it in English. But, you know, sometimes we say it in French. Yeah, yes. so it's either Anselm <laughs> or Anselmi. We're going to go with Anselm. We're going to go right? Yes, <laughs> I, I, I prefer I that. <laughs> So Steve and Shirley met in 2010 at Florida Atlantic University at a Combi Creole dance troupe rehearsal. They started off as good friends, and as and on June 24, 2010, they decided to make things official. The two dated for seven years oh. before tying the knot <laughs> well, on she December say it like 17, that. 2017. <laughs> oh, them seven years sound like the you said, huh? Oh, like, yeah. like, years was real. Years. I mean, we like the sevens. I don't know. Seven, seven December right? 17, 2017. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. So you guys say hello. Hello, everyone. We are so excited to be here. And this is Steve. I'm really excited to be here, and I'm having a good time at Lunion Suite mm. with the Sweet Podcast. Yeah, when you Suite. It's okay. My baby got a slight accent. So it's okay. <laughs> So our next guest is our single gentleman that's going to be speaking up for all the single men. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay, you better be ready for these questions. So Elise Saint-Pouet. Yes. Oh, Elise Saint-Pouet Jr., born and raised in North Miami Beach, Florida. Elise is, is, wait, Elise Jr. is an actor, musician, writer, Filmmaker, choreographer, creative director, and technologist. All right, hey, sure. speak <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Since he graduated also from Florida Atlantic University in business administration with a concentration in information technology and a minor in theater. And you're single? Oh. So, to raise raise his personal standards, Elise created a unique channel designed to present the the craftsmanship in film, its surrounding elements, and how we react to it, entitled The Movie Butler Playbook. Ah. Coming this week, guys. Coming this week. Okay, okay. Well, tell us really quick what that is. Yes, so the Movie Butter Playbook is a strategic, unique channel, a cross-beat channel between culture and film. It's where I involve the people and myself of what I like about film, how I react to it, how I see it, how I perceive it. I'm pretty candid with my perspective a little bit, but it's okay because it's about the people at the end of the day. So there's scenes, there's monologue Mondays, there's all types of highlights on Instagram is connected to a website and YouTube and Instagram and it'll drop this week. Oh, I love that. Congratulations. Okay. Representing for the single men. Okay, our next guest will be representing for our dating women Women dating, right? Yes. Dating. Is that it? It's just dating in a relationship, right? Women in relationships. That's why I'm trying to read things. I'm like, you forget. I'm like, wait, just she's in a relationship. So, Nahemi Tibalada. August, if I August, no, is it August? August, raised, you put raised in 561, West Palm Beach. Technically, Delray Beach. See, my Delray people will kill me if I said West Palm Beach. 561, just say Palm Beach County. Right, just say Palm Beach. 
Raisin Del Rey. She's a recent graduate also from Florida Atlantic University, FAU representing tonight. She is in a happy four-year relationship. Madam Likely, happy. Okay? That's right. Happy four-year relationship. She currently works for Linear Sweet Tea. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and Haitian Sue blog while running her YouTube channel and a member of the Not So Podcast radio show. So my sister wear a lot of hats. Everybody here seems to wear a lot of hats. And Miss Shirley, you didn't tell us. We're sitting in front of your cremas, also yes. an entrepreneur. So yes. before we get into relationships, tell us a little bit about your cremas. All right. So uh, my husband and I, we have a business. It's called La Lakai or Lakai treats and custom cakes. We make cremas. Um, everybody tried the cremas tonight. They seem to really like it. Yes, but delicious. we also make cakes. Um, we have an Instagram and a Facebook. So at Lakai Treats, L A K A Y T R E A T S, at Lakai Treats. Um, so that's my husband and I's business. And yeah, we're representing for the Haitian community. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Okay, so we have introductions out the way. Let's get into this topic. So when we were trying, the team were trying to come up with like what to call this. We were like, you know what? Let's do past, present, and future. And then we want to talk about love, dating, and marriage in the Haitian community, the Caribbean community, however you want to do it. But we're all Haitian, so more than likely we're going to be talking more about the Haitian, yep. you know, perspective. <laughs> and so just to go around the table really quick, I want to start off by asking everyone whose parents are still together and married. My parents got divorced when I was 11, so that was a long time ago. <laughs> Nobody's parents are still Mine, together? my parents are still together and married. Okay. Oh, that's They've so been married. how many years? Um, they got married right before they had me, so I'd say probably 30, 30 or 31 years. Oh, married. nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. My parents have been together for 43 years this yeah. year. Ooh, yes. Yes. Okay. My parents have been together for 22 years, but separated last year. Aww. Aww. Well, my parents are divorced. They got divorced when I was 11, so it's been a while. Okay, well, I'll, I'll join in on some of the stuff, too. So my parents have been together. My mom is, I don't know the number, exact number, but my mom met my dad when she was 17. She's 55 now. She's been with my dad and has only been with my dad her whole life. Wow. Oh, since, she was <laughs> since she was 17. So I don't wow. really, we don't know the numbers of how right. long they've been married or whatever. We've heard different numbers. We don't know. But we, I know That's for a fact she's been with him, you know, since um, she was 17. So the parents. So does anybody know the story of how their like parents first love? Have they ever talked to you guys about like when they first met, like or their first love, even if it was like not your mom or something like that, or not the dad, or how they met? Any kind of conversation about their relationship? Well, yeah, I I know how my parents met, and interestingly enough, even though they're divorced, they're still like they have a good relationship now. Let me say now. <laughs> um, but yeah, they met actually in New York. So both of my parents are Haitian. They met in New York. My mom's a nurse. And the way the story goes is my mom was waiting for the bus in Brooklyn. And my dad at the time was driving taxi cab. And he was driving by and he said, T-Sherry. <laughs> T-Sherry. Mbalavo. And that's the rest is history from there. That's so how this they met. T-shirt thing is real. It's real life. <laughs> real, real life. Real life. And if anybody knows my dad, he's like very Americanized. So the fact that he even said T-shirt is like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> 
It really happens. Um, my parents, um, my mom and my dad, my, my dad grew up in Jeremy, and my mom grew up in Tiplas Caso in Lacide. And my mom and my dad, they were both in Port-au-Prince at the time. My mom was 17. She had just moved to Port-au-Prince after she finished school. And once she moved there, my dad saw her in the mashe, and he said he wanted to approach her, and now they've been together since then. Anybody else know a story? Um, I mean, my parents' story is, I, I think my mom is the same situation where my dad's been the only guy she's been with. I, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I'm just repeating, That's but right. My mom came from, she's from Jacmel. Um, she, her cousin got her to run away from home because, you know, the struggles of growing up in in the, the countryside um, for, for girls. Like, she wasn't really going to school and stuff and getting the education. They were focused more on the boys. So her cousin, who lived in Port-au-Prince, was like, nah, we need to go. Like, you're too bright. So she snuck her away and brought her to Port-au-Prince when she was 16, I believe. And that's where my dad met her. But she was playing hard to get because, you know, she's trying to play the little country girl. And she acted like she didn't want my dad, but they've been together ever since. So... I guess she did want him. <laughs> I don't have a story. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have no story. <laughs> I, I don't I have a story. All I know is she was 17, and my dad liked her. They ended up together. And it's funny because you was like, you don't know if this story's true with my mom. The crazy thing with my mom, I know for a fact that that's the only person she's been with because we've had the conversation. I'm like, Mom, are you, like, how? <laughs> you know? Like, how? And, it's in, and you say how in the sense of it's like, if they had, like, this perfect, yay, beautiful marriage, love, relationship, kissing. You'd be like, oh, I see how. But seeing that their relationship is like, I'm always like, mommy, how? <laughs> how? And so I don't even know, like, I don't know how they met. I don't know anything. Most recently, I was in OCOP, and my mom was like, oh, do you know back in the day in OCOP they had, you know, um, movie theaters? And she mentioned something, and she said something about, I remember oh, going to the movie theaters or going to see films back in the day with your dad. And so I didn't read that, they used to have ice cream. And I was like, oh, y'all went for ice cream and saw a movie. <laughs> and that was it. It was just it. It was like really quick. And it's only because I was there. Like, check to see if they still have the movie theater and ice cream shop. No, it's not there, you know? <laughs> and that was it. So how would you guys say, like, as far as, like, how growing up, how did your parents talk about, like, love? Or how, like, was there ever a conversation about falling in love and what that's like? Especially, especially yeah, with you as so, a, you know, single guy. Guys, so I'm a single guy, and I'm also the youngest guy out of three sisters. Oh. So it's been, it's an interesting growing up story. Um, and my mom was really stuck on just me being very manly and me just taking care of the house, even though I'm the youngest for my big sisters. But when it comes to love, she didn't really talk about it because since I'm a guy, I guess she, you know, she thought I was going to go out there and she just constantly was throwing me condoms. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Wow. Your mom? Your mom? My mom. Like, and my mom she, is not even Americanized. She it, is, what? It, what progressive she's mother is? Mom is okay? That's a progressive Haitian <laughs> mom. Yeah. But most Haitian mothers like to see their son, you know... For sons. Out there. See, for some, their that. sons, though. Only their wait, sons. Wait, so you're telling... Wait, I never no. saw my mom and my brother's condoms or maybe that wasn't oh, a condom. No, maybe I didn't. No, for you. Yeah, 
I'm like, like wait, your mother's hand, you guys can't. Like, what, what do they say when the, when the hand, when the condom is being passed? Oh, no, I think, <laughs> okay, so she, she's not even like passing them. This is so interesting. So I'm in high school and she has this weird feeling that I'm active. Um, and you know, Haitian's mothers just—they just know. They wake up and they, she, had exactly. yeah, she had a they dream. Yeah, <laughs> so next thing you know, she's putting them under my pillow. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> like the tooth fairy. One a week, you'll find it. Like one a week, it's like crazy. <laughs> hoping I would oh find God. it, and you know, when I finally told her, I was like, Bob, I see you're like hiding things under my pillow. They're so not, no discussion. You know, no discussion. She's just like, oh, you know, I, you know, I feel like you're you're getting a little active, you know. So here. <laughs> And wow. I'm like, mom, wow. yeah. no proof. No proof. College was worse. She wasn't handed it to me, but she was. Every time we spoke, oh man, she's talking about. Oh, I know. Don't come with no girl pregnant. Don't come with no girl pregnant. But then again, I know you're not, cause I heard them. I handed them to you. I handed them to you. I'm like, mom, listen. This is not. This is not what we talk. So that's what I got. All my sisters definitely got the sit down and the love story. They got everything, but me, I didn't. My dad. I don't know how Haitian dad is for everyone else, but they're really quiet. They're really, really quiet, and he doesn't Very talk much. much. So. And it's all just straight to the point for everything that he needs me to do, everything that I have to get done, straight to the point. My mom is the wild one. The <laughs> <laughs> so your dad had a like conversation with you about My dating? My dad never had a conversation with me. He just threw words at you. Know how he just throw words at yeah, you? He yeah, he just throw words at me. He'll be Or if I come home with a girl, you know, just from like, just going out, like, when, especially, this is after college. This is around, not after college, this is during college time. And I'm coming home back to Miami because I live in Boca Raton. And I'll go out with some friends. They, they could be AK Psy brothers. They could be fraternity brothers. They could be anybody. But if I'm coming home with a girl, he'd be like, when she's leaving, she'd be like, oh, is, is that, you know, is that her? <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting. They're both waiting. Yes, they're both waiting. Is she the one? And I'll be like, no, Dad, she's just a friend. He's like, oh, she's pretty. And then he'll keep going. <laughs> That's, it. That's, it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Ladies, any, any conversations, any dad sat down and talked to anyone? It's a no for me. I ain't even going to answer No. no. <laughs> My dad said, boys, if they say they love you, they don't love you for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the closest I've got to a conversation. No, I never had a sit-down conversation, but I do remember when I had a boyfriend in high school, and I took it upon myself to say, I'm going to tell my dad I have a boyfriend, y'all. Uh, y'all, listen, listen. My dad went off. <laughs> there was no conversation. It was, you're a kid. Like, he went off. So I don't know why I had this boldness at that time to do this, but... That was my conversation. Yeah, you were feeling friendly. Yeah. Friend. yeah. <laughs> I was I moved in oh, silence. No. I, okay. I, I did not I will deny exactly. everything. Yeah. They didn't meet Stev until I graduated college. Wait a minute, you guys dated seven <laughs> years, yes. right? Wait, we started Wait. in 2010. <laughs> I graduated college in 2012. That's when they met up. Oh. I would deny everything. So you didn't I say deny, you had a boyfriend? Deny, deny. I, I mean, they never really asked, but I'm not volunteering any information. They knew there was someone in the picture because, you know, I'd go out and yeah. stuff yeah, and yeah. get in trouble for coming home late yeah. when you're, I you're came guy. But, mm-hmm. but I'm not introducing <laughs> you until I graduate. That's when you're going to meet, oh, this is my boyfriend. That's so, so then now this question is for you because 
the guy did you you proposed of course so you're you know you know you're gonna propose eventually you're in love so did you ever go to your parents and say like i think i'm in love i think i might be proposing like how like how did that happen or you waited till then or it, no actually I, she she met my mother um in the beginning yeah, because we I'm, I'm, oh wait a minute you were she was hiding you <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't hiding the, him from the world she was hiding the world from him. <laughs> But basically, like, me and my mother were, were kind of, you know, open. So, you know, I bring some friends over to, you know, say hi if we're going out and whatnot. So she met my mother in the beginning. But when my mother asked me, I'm like, hey, she's just a friend. So she was just a friend in the beginning, quote, unquote, until things got serious. No, 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 to my mother. I have lots of friends. And then, you know, after that, things got serious. And then, I, you know, I let my mother know that we were dating. And, yeah. So you tell your mom, you like, so how long from when you said your mom, this is my girlfriend, to now I'm ready to get married? How far apart oh, that was, was that? That was a while. It took years, about six, seven years. It was a, yeah, it was a long six So mom kind of already knew it was coming. So she was preparing oh, for she her. Wanted she, it. she wanted it. She wanted okay. it. If it were up to her, we would have been married over two, over five years ago. Oh, nice. So, yeah, but, yeah. Okay, okay. So, advice about marriage. You know, we talk about love and marriage. What was your parents' conversations about marriage? Or, like, you're single. So, we're going to start with you. What are they talking about now? You graduated college. College is over. You know? So now, and you don't have a girlfriend. So, what is that like? Oh is the marriage God. and family conversation coming <laughs> up? <laughs> Every oh single day. They just, they, 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 they <laughs> talk about it. Oh, yeah, they want grandkids. They want a wedding. They want the first sit down of just meeting a new person. That's what they really want. Especially since I'm the only guy. So they can't wait for that moment. But it's, uh, I don't know if we got it there, but I'm not going to say it's me. But I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 but they, they have that conversation of marriage. Um, uh, like my sisters are married except one so my dad will come and he'll just call me up and he'll say like oh son you know this is how you go ahead he's really 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 stuck on responsibility and being a man that's how they raised me so he'll tell me like this is what you should buy this is you should go look at the jewelry store or you should go ahead and you know try to buy her flowers just I mean, buy some did you tell the man you even have a girlfriend <laughs> like, <laughs> like where's all know. this they all from? know I don't, I'm so confused they all know I'm single like it's, it's a surprise every day that I'm single like it's hilarious I don't know so they but they do have the marriage conversation so I'm ready. Naomi, does your family know you're dating? Oh, yeah. Um, when I told my family I was dating, my dad was like, I have seven days to bring him to the house or the, like, the relationship. Seven days. <laughs> what? Seven days. There goes that number seven, seven again. <laughs> he told me I had seven days because I didn't tell my dad at first. I told my mom because someone sent a screenshot to my mom from wow. Facebook. Oh, of, of, like, so you was, didn't tell. So no, like, I didn't you, tell. You were so, kind of pushed out the glass. Was, yeah. <laughs> I was pushed straight out the bando. But <laughs> when that happened, um, then I was like, my mom was like, oh, because my mom, she's going to ask you a question, but like she already knows, so don't lie to her. So I told her straight up, and then she showed me the screenshot. And I was like, yeah, that's my boyfriend. And then I just didn't come home. And then the next time I came home, because <laughs> I knew wait, it was going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Worse. So when I finally <laughs> came home, my dad was like, my dad was like, you have seven days to bring this boy here or the relationship is over. Wait. Oh, my God. Just like that. It's so like I had to, like, like rush my boyfriend to my house and just make him meet my parents. <laughs> Get dressed. <laughs> we got to go. We got to go now. I got to be able to go home. <laughs>
Okay, so I I don't know if this is something you know. So, as a therapist, do you see a lot of Caribbean couples dating or premarital? Do you see? Now it's getting to the point where a lot of like Caribbean couples, black couples are coming to therapy. Like before it wasn't something that you really saw, but now it's not even just married couples. Like people in relationships that are dating, they've only been dating for a short amount of time. People are coming. And what do you But it's still it's still kind of a stigma. Right. Sometimes it's the girl dragging the guy to therapy. <laughs> but what, like even with some of the stuff that we've said, I mean, I know we're laughing about a lot of it, but a lot of it do like kind of affect you. Like even the me being afraid to go home. Like, listen, <laughs> yes, I have a man, but I'm now I can't even go home. <laughs> you know, like even with things like that, we laugh about things like that. But that stuff do affect us. You know, like it does put a lot of put a lot on you that you can't even just tell your parents that you're dating and you can have a conversation without threats. So when you see couples like Caribbean couples or even Haitian couples, do parents come up a lot as like problems in the relationship or problems in not even problems in the relationship they're not really in a relationship but how what kind of conversation do you have about parents and how they affect what we do in and outside of relationships i feel like in caribbean culture alone you have it's not just you and that person you have your family like you have your mother you have your father you have your siblings like people are really involved in your relationship in a way that you don't necessarily see that in all the other cultures to where people are coming to therapy and they're just coming in with their stuff but a lot of times when when Caribbean people are going to therapy, like their their parents will come up, how their parents are impacting the relationship or what their parents have to say about the relationship. Um, and oftentimes you want, like me as a therapist, like I want to have a situation where people are coming in with more family members because then you get to hear the multiple perspectives, but that's not always the case. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had any, like any Haitian parents actually come in? Yes. With the couple? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, like that's amazing. And that's usually a lot of times when kids are involved. So sometimes like maybe like a Haitian mom might come in, they might have a child. There's like a situation where grandma's like really, really involved in the marriage or the couple relationship. But yeah, I see it. Yo, why is it that is though? Interesting. Like why are like why are Haitian parents like we First of all, we do a lot keeping them out out of our relationships, leading to relationships, right? They don't know anything. Yeah, surely over here hiding people yeah. for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> like we keep them out, but it's like once they're in, why do we let it? Why is it okay? Why do we let them be so involved? Like I'll give you guys an example for me. So I've been married seven years. September 24th. So we just celebrated, you know, our seventh year wedding anniversary. Thank you, thank you. Seven. Somebody better go propose on October 7th. Make it happen. Or play the numbers. It's only a couple days. So it's it's crazy because I'm a l i am was like Shirley. Like I never admitted to having a boyfriend ever. Like, my parents came to their own conclusions. They had their own conversations. I never admitted ever having, 
you know, boyfriend to my parents. Like, they saw people. We had arguments. We had issues. And I was like, well, that's what you said. But I saw you with, well, that's what you saw. <laughs> like, that's what uh, you saw. I'm not, I'm not admitting anything. So even with my husband, like, we dated. And I never wanted to take him over. And I, I he was so excited for me to meet his mom, like, three months in. <laughs> and I had to have a sit down with him, like, just so you know, you're not meeting my parents and my siblings. Like, you might meet them first, but there's going to be some little things that we got to figure out before you meet them because they might judge you. They may not like you right out the gate. My brothers, you're going to have problems. You know, I had to prepare him. So when he decided he was going to propose, it was this thing about meeting my parents and wanting to ask my dad and my mom. And I was like, wait, I've been doing this the whole time by myself. (laughs) Why do we need to include them? And he thought it was so important. So now they love him to death because he always respected them and loved them from the beginning, which is cool. I was always like, I don't see the point, but I'm happy for them. But we get married, and literally, like, after we were married, my mom, the first couple of weeks, would show up every Sunday with a meal basket. Like, food, dinner, like, everything, knocking on Sunday. Like, I'm like, no one asks for this, (laughs) you know? And it was like she thought she was doing the best possible thing. And when we turned it down... Oh, oh, my son, yeah, then my mom just said, no. Like, that was like the whole guilt trip. And I'm like, wait a minute, you were never involved. Why all of a sudden you think you need to be so involved? And eventually you kind of, you kind of, like, yeah, let them do it. Why do we do that? Like, what, you know, they, we keep them out. Then once they're in, we're afraid to tell them to get out. I think, um, in, in, in my case, like, I have a lot of siblings, and literally every single one that's older than me is married. I was next in line, and then now I have two younger siblings, and my brother's next in line, and then it's going to be my younger sister. So I feel like once you're at the point where you're married to someone, it's, it's, a, it's a proud moment, I think. So a lot of times at that point, it's okay to bring your parents in the relationship, in my opinion, not have them fully involved. But at that point, you're proud. You're proud of your accomplishment. To them, it's an accomplishment to get married. So it's okay for them to be involved and to want to talk or or, want to help you guys or whatever, counsel you. Even some of them who are not married, they want to give advice. Like, you're divorced, but you're trying to give advice to me. (laughs) But to them, like, it's a proud moment to be able to see their child take that leap so I think that's why we kind of give them that leeway and then once you bring grandchildren into the game like you can't tell them nothing about their grandkids like these are all proud moments so I think it's okay for us to share those things with them but what you hear a lot of though like like I'm all for that but we hear a lot in the community of especially like with the guys the overbearing mothers the showing up what they when they want mothers and you you're the youngest you said right mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. I, I, I'm already hearing problems with, with that that's her last baby and then it's a boy so like even with that like how would you guys handle like situations like that because we get a lot of that where people say I don't know how to tell my parents to back off like so like I really would love to hear from someone in fancy you know you got to close out that one mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so basically for me, um, with my mother, if you had any quote-unquote talk back, it was disrespectful per se. But I never saw it like that because I, I never talked back, you know, in a disrespectful manner. We could have a conversation, but most conversation with a Haitian parents mean that you're talking back. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, you know, not that I talked back to her, but I respectfully, you know, disagreed with a lot of things. 
And, you know, when I'm married, there were, there were moments when I had to step in and let my mother know that, hey, this is my decision and this is how it's going to be done. And there are certain times you have to let them know. It's not easy. Like, it's literally impossible to talk to a Haitian parent because in their <laughs> minds, yeah, you're a kid forever. And they're right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, I, but you have to start conver- conversing more because the conversation is what we're lacking. And if you converse more, then you'll find, you know, different ways to communicate, learn each other's communication method and, you know, get the points across. Mm-hmm. So. My mom already told me about 50 guests, 40 to 50 guests at my wedding. It's oh, from wedding her. planned out. So, <laughs> so I already know problems are coming. She's waiting for it. Um, and I just have to sit down and talk to her. I sit down and talk with my parents, but as you said, it's almost impossible. It's yeah, just my like mom has selective it's, it's, hearing. From, yeah. pers- <laughs> from personal experience, <laughs> oh it's all fifty guests are gonna be there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what matters. They're gonna show up, right? <laughs> Even if they're not on the list, they're gonna show up. <laughs> So just plan for it. Yeah, don't think don't think it's a threat or like it's, it's not, not it's like not they didn't guess wow. that number. That number came from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Francesca, how how would you tell like I'm you like my, I'm still, my mom's selective hearing. I would tell mom, I'll use the not coming on Sunday and bringing dinner thing. Like we'll have a sit down. I'm like, mommy, I you know, she will hear. Don't come on Sunday at 9 a.m. <laughs> but you can come at 6 because we're all awake now. And don't bring meal for a week. Bring meal for the day. Wow. So, I think I think when it comes to parents and, like, families being involved, I think there's it's like a level of respect that comes with the culture. Like, you, ex- your parents expect that, okay, once you're in a relationship or you're in a marriage, like, they're a part of it too, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I thought it was really interesting that when this <laughs> conversation came up, like the both of the guys like knew <laughs> that <laughs> both of the guys knew that their moms have already set the tone and the precedent so for what's to come. But I think there does have to be like a level of like setting boundaries with mothers and fathers too, because sometimes fathers can be overbearing. Um, there's a there's this way that you have to set boundaries involving them and letting them know that they're still appreciated and you want their presence there, but then also at the same time um, setting that tone so that they know that at the end of the day, it's the two of you's decision or it's your decision as a single person or whatever the case is. Um, boundaries is not something that Haitian yeah, parents... Yeah, I don't know what that word means. Like, no, that word is, is that? completely foreign. I don't, think there's a, I don't think there's a Creole word for no, boundaries. Yes, I do. <laughs> You know what? I don't think so either. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it. Pose it. Pose it. (laughs) Maybe that's the word. No, that's it is that is interesting. Yeah. There is no word, like there's no boundaries. <laughs> 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 boundaries <laughs> moving forward. He's like, <laughs> 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 you try to explain it, give up. So we were having this conversation recently with our team and we were talking about dating, right? And so we've already established that maybe our parents did date 
back in the day, but we don't really have any real knowledge of it. <laughs> so is, is dating still a thing now? Like, are people dating? Because you have social media. Like, I was telling um, Francesca the other day, I was like, I'm not allowed to know. What's the app called? What's the dating app? Tinder. Tinder. Bumble. Like, Shirley, we're not allowed okay. to know what those things are. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so as, as married women, we're not allowed to know such things. So I, but so I don't know how these things work, but I know that's a thing now. People are doing the swipe thing to meet people and things like that. So what does dating look like these days? Our dating and our single guy. So dating looks like. A whole social media fest. It's almost equivalent to Black Mirror, just less dark. And less, <laughs> <laughs> less dark. Oh and less. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Um, I have this theory that our Haitian parents did not date. I don't think they dated. I think they saw each other. They fell in love a little bit, and they went for it. Like, I really think that's how they go. Because from what I see, what they tell me, it's that dating doesn't necessarily exist. If I meet a girl, they want her home in a seven days so it's like they want to meet her and they automatically think we're in a relationship so dating these days is not necessarily even dating it's not taking on dates like y'all don't go out to the movies y'all don't well i do but but like oh okay other single guy this generation like what mm -hmm. you guys aren't going to the movies there's no dinners. There's no cooking. Oh, oh I go, I go what about the paint and sipping all that stuff? Like y'all not doing stuff like I that? Do, I go, I do stuff like that. Um, mm. Every Sunday, so my boyfriend and I, um, we just celebrated our four year anniversary. So like one tradition that we're trying to start now is that every Sunday we do brunch, even if it's McDonald's brunch, even if it's like <laughs> buy, buy pop tarts and yeah, just like toasted. We're having brunch. So, like, that's just something to keep us, like, keep us in check because we both have very busy schedules. Like, I did not know, like, post-grad life was going to look like this. But we have yeah. very, very busy, conflicting schedules. And, like, that tradition pretty much just keeps us, keeps the relationship strong. I like that. I like the idea that you guys even came to that conclusion and realizing, you know, that you needed to do that. Because four years and you guys are not married at this point. You're like thinking, like, oh, okay, well, we see each other. We see each other. But you guys made it a priority to say... Okay, so you married a married couple. Do you guys still date? How long you guys been married? A year? <clears throat> One year. Close to yeah. December okay. is gonna make it a year. But you guys have been together long enough. So yeah. do Correct. you guys still date? We do. Um, I I think right now we're at like a plateau, and obviously this is something that we need to work on. But like I I don't know if you remember your first year of marriage. Oh, it was yeah. it was kind of like yeah rocky yeah. trying to adjust. So. I always say that people we don't talk about that first year, boy, yeah. and then first six months. <laughs> we're almost there. Like yeah. December seventeenth, I'm waiting for it. But. I know. I think we 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 haven't really been dating lately, but it's because of business, because of moving and trying to just get our careers up and running. But it's something that we need to work on. Like I do think we need we love the movies and movies popcorn. Like that the, I'm so simple. Like take me to the movies, give me a big large popcorn, I'm good. So that's something simple that we could do. So I, I think next year we need to do that more. We need to go back to that, babe. Now nah, let me I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Y'all at year one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you already kind of skating out of it, yeah. it normally don't go backwards. Oh my god! It normally, it I'm telling you, if you already skating, you skating because I remember at the beginning, I remember the dating. I remember loving to go out. We used to have this thing where we wanted to go to every restaurant. Like it would be two, three o'clock in the morning. We'd be trying to find places to eat, and we used to do all those things. And it's oh like with some wonder. I came this way after marriage. It's because of those restaurants. <laughs> See, all of a sudden now it's like here's all these little things yeah, I, I don't want to get away. You know what I'm saying? Like you start backing up, and what happens is like the more you don't do things, I promise you, you realize. Like I remember one time me and my husband sat back and we realized we had not been on a date for like a year. Like we would do things together. We were going to events. I was going to this party, this baby shower. This it, we were always out together. But it wasn't like something that was for us and movies and things like that. And you're not thinking, oh, you know what? Come next year. Let's add this to our agenda. You, you're moving forward. Right, right. So trust me, the dating thing, even us, like we're like, we keep on saying it. We're like, next year is the year. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to do it. The next year is the year. We promise we're going to start dating more. <laughs> but it's, it's not. So it's like, yeah, so dating, I guess it's about the same thing you guys are going through. But social media and dating. Well, what, what, what is that like now? So, social media and dating, you have this thing called catfish. You're not sure. You're not sure who is who. So, we just want to make sure things go smooth when you're meeting someone. And that's the issue with social media. It takes so long to meet someone. Actually, I'll say this. I was talking to someone recently, and she had the issue because I am pretty busy. And I guess she wasn't necessarily understanding that, misunderstanding. But she had this issue because she hasn't seen me in person for too long, I guess, for her liking. Um, and that's, that's how it is. People don't see each other a lot at all. They just talk on social media, the DMs, the, the Twitter, <laughs> he everything. Just said, is he just, just <laughs> said they talk a lot on social media. No more texting? Y'all oh, not calling me? Just not allowed to have my real number. They don't even want to get the real numbers no more. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, wait. Wait, so when, God, when people meet these days, y'all exchange social medias and not phone numbers? Yes, wow. exactly. Yeah, I've That's noticed that. Absolutely. So then you have to DM the person? You have to DM them. Slide in. Well, it's easier to find somebody these days, though. So it's a lot easier to find each other after, let's say, you meet each other at a party, a calf, you know, or anything of that so sort. So you're at, you're at the club saying, well, can I get your number? No, at, at Melissa Jones. <laughs> <laughs> DM me. <laughs> it's a lot faster, too. Follow me. Wait, so yeah. at what point do we move past DMs now? How long do we transition? S someone has to make that point and say, let me text you, or I'm no. not. Yeah, somebody has to. <laughs> I always all. use, and I don't like social media, so text me. Who is the, <laughs> who, 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 who's the initiator? It should be the guy. Oh. It should, should be. be. But, it okay. should be. Um, because, yeah, because I guess in that case, it should be the guy. We should be getting, you know, further into knowing each other. Texting is the easiest way. Like, I think if you got the number, you're there. That's how I'm saying. So once you move, once you transition to the, to the number, are you officially a dating? Are you a couple? Or oh, no, you still gotta talk. You still talking. But okay. it's further than social media. Okay. Because mm -hmm. on social media, they don't take you seriously. They don't take you that DM. They don't take you that seriously. So no. then, why not just go straight to the phone number? Because. 
That's a question for the woman. Like, go, I don't know. I mean, so it's the girls doing it. Naomi, yeah, so the girls are the ones doing more. She, she oh, did no. say you I, can't have my number. Yeah, you're not allowed to have my real number. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give it the text free, the text free app, <laughs> the, the Google Google number, hey. the Google number, <laughs> the Google oh number. <laughs> so you guys got 30 different ways for someone to get in touch with you when they meet you. Because once, if you want to ghost them. You have, you have an easy way. Okay, oh, wait, oh, let's oh, discuss oh. this ghost word. Because I heard that the other day, and then I was on the shade room, and they said they have a ghost costume. So I was like, what is this ghost? <laughs> what does this mean? Apparently, it's a ghost costume now, this word ghost. What does that mean? So ghosting someone is pretty much when you, like, you just cut off all contact with them, and you just let them go like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> So wow. you tell him to slide in your DMs. He says three things you don't like. You just like that. Let him go. They block. And then the thing is, the way the way um the way Instagram is working these days, you can just literally just like you can. They can still follow you, but you can just make sure that their posts don't show up. You make sure that you don't see their story. So it'll be like they were never there. You can still follow each other, but it'll be like they're never there. Wow. So what are the criteria to move from DM? You have to fit my criteria. I have I have a long list. Wait, and this is the thing. Like I hear a lot of women that's dating right now or looking to be in a relationship. Everyone's like, I can't find anyone. And then they have a list of three thousand things on the list. And then now you just said all this stuff with the social media and everything. I'm tired. Just trying to figure right. out how to get your number. <laughs> So it's like, you guys are looking for love, you're frustrated and everything else, and why is there all this extra stuff? Like, is, this, is there something happening with the guys you need to do that same thing? And is that, why is there so much stuff now? Why aren't people just phone number, call me, trust let's issues. meet at the park? I was about to say trust that. Issues. People it's are crazy trust issues. People are crazy. People do crazy things. They're not who they say they are in person. That's that's the issue with social media. But where's that coming from? Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to ask, like, where's that coming from? Because I'm pretty sure we had the same issues back when we were dating of and course. stuff. But where is that coming from? Where are you guys getting these facts from? Like, causing you to have trust issues. I think it's these IG celebrities. I really think that. So we're right back to social media. <laughs> back to social media. The high followers, the one post a week and thousands of likes all of a sudden, it's like a, it's a forefront for who they are in person. Yeah. And I have this other theory that I believe people who are social media enthusiasts, like really, really social media enthusiasts who just sit there all day by themselves and put on this persona for social media are usually quiet in person and antisocial. So when you meet them, it's catfish again. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting personality catfish. You're getting physical catfish. And as the guy, you're putting down all these things because you think it is a beautiful girl, but she's not what you think you are. Uh, She is. You're putting out all these things and then boom, like that. Trust issues. Yeah, I I feel like dating has become superficial in a sense. Like like they said, you know, you have these personas that you create on social media of who you want people to think you are. And then, like you said, trust issues arise. It's like, is this person who they say they were? That's not who I met last week. Um, And I think what I'm hearing is, so now this superficial layer, it just never, like you can't break through it. 
you can't break through the superficial layer because you you have trust issues and thinking okay is this person really who they say they are and i feel like social media has definitely fed into that because we didn't have all that before yeah we had social media yeah we had facebook and instagram you know slowly grew but now it's a whole nother beast yeah for like like I can understand what she's saying. Like before I dated my boyfriend, I knew him for three years. Well, I longer than that before I was like, Okay, you can be my boyfriend now. Wow. <laughs> so he went through your list and the yeah, list. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went through the list and he had like ninety percent of it. I was like, We'll work on the ten, but the ninety wow. percent will take Wow. <laughs> so another thing, especially now since we're talking about social media and that having to do a lot with, you know, there's a lot of, everybody's doing a lot of stuff with clout. Everybody's living in the best apartment. They got the nicest cars. They got the nicest bags, the most expensive belts. If I see another guy with a big belt, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Unfollow. I'm like, what happened to just wearing belts? Like, I don't need to Blah. see everyone's buckle. But now this whole thing of economic class and all this other stuff. So is that a thing? Like, you know, it, are, do we care? Like, do we only, you know, are we no longer looking at personalities and stuff? Or now it's like, you know, same thing. Social, you have you have to have this many followers. You got to be making this much money. Or do we not care? Like, where are we with that? I easily, I don't, I, me personally, I don't care what it has, what has to do with social media, as long as what's behind social media is factual. Because I know a lot of, um, a lot of people who are on social media and they like are happy as clams, but then behind social media, he like, he crazy. And he doing all this stuff yeah. in the streets. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Because I know like a lot of time, like even with the guys now, people are going out of their way. Like no lie, this just happened yesterday. I was out yesterday and I literally watched two girls. Because we went out on the boat yesterday for my birthday. And we were sitting out there waiting, you know, for our boat to come. So we're sitting out eating and two girls come, you know, to try to book. These girls paid $500 for a one hour boat ride so they can go take Instagram pictures. They had a photographer with them and they were literally discussing one was discussing how she didn't have any money she wasn't sure how she was gonna get home she's spending her last she's telling her friend listen i'm spending my last and i don't know i'm gonna get home just to take instagram social media pictures mind you they had on the dg glasses the wow. gucci stuff all of wow. that and it's like they couldn't get home so that's what I mean when I say all of these people doing all this extra stuff. So it's like, am I doing that because I'm trying to attract the other guy that's driving around in the bins and everything else? Or the I, rented bins. The, <laughs> right. So does economics play a big thing now? Or are you guys just, just trying to fall in love and whatever happens, happens? I think economics play a big thing now. I think... Um, I think before it was social class in a way, but now it's social media, as we said, defines your social class. That's like how people can see your social class before they even meet you. Like, they don't have to Google you anymore or anything of that sort. Your Instagram followers would say if you're liked or not. Just like that, yeah. And the, the amount of times you post, how you post, what you post, how the pics look. If they're, if you have an Android, I'm an Android user, so oh I don't God. worry about this. I can't thing. even talk to you, sir. You gotta go. Nah, it's okay. Wow, I gotta go. You're broke. There it goes. There it goes. The statement of your bro. Another year. Another year single. Because I'm an Android no, user. Bro. Another year single. Oh my God, no. <laughs> They're going to look at your pictures. They're going to be like, wait, what, what camera you took that on? <laughs> so, I 
married couple. Economics with you guys. So, of course, you know, you're getting married. That's something that you talk about and everything else. Now, you guys, you know, you've been together for a long time. But leading into your marriage, was that a thing? Like, the whole, like, who's, you know, your, your credit score got to be a certain thing? Like, listen, husband, you going to be able to take care of me? Or it's okay. If you don't have it, I'll take care of you. Like, how does that play into your marriage? Um, I think financially, we, um, we've had different, you know, conversations all, uh, like at different times throughout, throughout our marriage. And that's very important um, because I always said to myself, if I were a millionaire, I would have been married by like 22, 23 already. But financially, um, basically, my wife had to pretty much make me understand that we can build something together. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be fully ready, like have everything I want before I take that step. But nowadays, it's getting much harder to really attain those, those things that you want to do and be financially independent. So that, that was my goal before I got married. But then, you know, we realized that we can also build that together. And right. uh, that's, yeah. yeah. To, and to be honest with y'all, like, you know, before this, Steph and I's relationship, we've, we've been super private. Like, yeah. a lot of people who's close friends with us, they probably don't know this Everyone. dynamic that wow. you guys are seeing here. <laughs> well, we thank but, you. <laughs> right? But we, at some point, like, we struggled together, like, in our relationship. Yeah. Imagine we met when I was in college. <clears throat> Baroque college student. <laughs> ramen like, noodles. Ramen noodles. <laughs> like, you cooking it. You, you stretching it. Like, me and my whole girl, Martin, we split in food. Like, it, it was a struggle. So, I under, because I understood the struggle and having that mentality that I can get through it, it helped us in our relationship because when we were both kind of struggling financially, trying to find stable jobs and all this stuff... I saw something beyond that because I've been through it. So we right now we're 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 stable and we're we're like he said we were able to build together. But before that, I think if I were single right now, I'm not sure how my financial status would be. Mm-hmm. But you guys built that together that obviously brought you guys closer. It did. Yeah. Cuz I think that's one of the <laughs> things like the dating generation mm-hmm. and the single kids don't understand. I'm say single kids, single people don't understand. <laughs> A lot of times people feel like, I'm just going to date this person because they already have it. They have mm-hmm. everything. I want the guy that already have it. I want the girl that already have everything. A lot of people don't realize sometimes like you can walk into a relationship having everything, and next year it takes you to just lose your job. Yes. And then it takes you six girl. months to find a job. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that that will shift so mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, and absolutely. you never really know what's gonna, what it's going to be. So when you're making these lists, mm. and you're like, my man needs to be making right. this much this money. Amount. He got to have this right. car. You know how quick next year all girl. of that could be, you better preach. could be gone. You better tell them. Yes. Yeah, and people don't it's have true. that conversation mm-hmm. enough. It's like, that can really flip at any time. And then the woman got to be the one, you know, holding down everything. And then it's vice versa or whatever. And another thing I hear a lot of is women saying, like, oh, he doesn't have a car. He hasn't. I can't date him. Where a lot of these guys, is like, they have plans. They're working with certain things. They don't have what they have right now for a reason. Yeah. They're staying at home for a reason. Like, I know this guy right now that everybody thought he was the cheapest person in the world. The guy had a plan. He wanted to buy his house at this age and do this and do that. But a lot of times... Women are so quick to just say, oh, wait, he's not going to the club. Oh, he's standing in general admission. Mm. Nope, can't talk to him. <laughs> general admission. Oh, my God. He's in the wrong line. Can't talk to him. <laughs> VIP and, money. No VIP money. And you, you don't, don't even know. Like, right. And then y'all doing, going through social media now. You never even get to that point to even know, like, what that other person is doing. So, Francesca, mm-hmm. how many relationships or things that you hear about where 
couples are not making it and things like that because of finance and things like that? Like, how important is that topic in relationships and how are people handling that? I think finances are very important in relationships, but it it's all about conversation. Like, this idea of the list, I think that women have, like, certain standards, and guys do too, but I don't think that people should have necessarily a list. Like, I, I really think you need to throw the list away. Um, I think it's okay to have standards in relationships and knowing, okay, this is what I want, this is what I'm going to accept, this is what I'm not going to take, but at the same time, when you have a list, you kind of put people in a particular box, and then everything, all the potential, all the greatness is outside of that box, but you never see it because you're stuck in this little square. Um, but I mean, j just to answer your question, I do think finances is an is an important topic, but like I said, it's conversation. It's about, like, the way Shirley and Steve, you just you guys talked about how you went through certain struggles, but you had conversations. Like, it wasn't a process where Steve was going through his stuff on his own, and you had no idea of what was happening. Like, that's what relationship is about. And I think a lot of times people say they want relationships, but they don't really want relationships. Mm -hmm. They just want somebody that they can kick it with or somebody to say okay I have a man or I have a girl but when you actually want relationship with someone I think it's 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 a team and so yeah yeah and everybody's going through it really quick like you're not even right. giving it time you're like like I always say a lot of times that people don't give people don't think past certain things because we want everything really quick you want things quick yeah and it's, it's like if you met this guy and he's 22 23 or whatever yeah. that is not going to be the same person next year wow. yeah. same that thing with true. women right that's the, a whole year you know how much people change in a year yeah. right so you meet these people they maybe they don't have it all together they have they don't have it figured out they don't know what their career is yet they don't know what job within one year do you have any idea how much that person can change so if you're all making decisions based on the 15 minutes I've known this person how exactly do you find, you know, that soulmate or whatever to, you know, be together for seven years or married for seven years? Like, how do you guys get to that? Can I say one thing, this one question? Because I've heard this so many times where women would say, well, everybody out there is the same. Every guy is the same. So anybody, actually, every woman, what... What exactly does that even correlate to? Every guy's the same. Because even when I come with my comeback, the famous one, um, Let's hear you know. haven't tried everyone. Or you tried everyone <laughs> or something like that. You know, have you tried everyone? <laughs> so, like, and they don't like that, of course. So, it's just like, why does that even come to it? Because when they try to throw the list away, they go all over the place. They don't like what they see. So, they go back to the list. It's mm -hmm. always a, it's a constant fight. So why does that even, they even go to that route of everybody's the same? I think that at the end of the day, people say everybody's the same. And my answer to that is usually no. It's the people that you are choosing to date that are the same. Oh. Um, I mean, I mean, think about it, y'all, because when you 
I hear that it's it's kind of goes back to that idea all all women are this or all men are this like I it's kind of cliche at this point um, this idea that everybody's the same I mean at the end of the day you know the choices that we make when it comes to relationships that's our own choices like that's who and then a lot of times we're attracting who we are at the end of the day you want somebody real but you're very superficial and <laughs> or you I mean at the end of the day it's it. I think that's what it boils down to. That is so true. Wow. Miss Nahemida had a list. <laughs> we would love to yeah, hear, I your hear about this, this list. You had a list. Oh. <laughs> she, she just shredded it. <laughs> I know yeah, she list, threw it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> My list was um, above everything, he has to be Christian. And then subsidiaries where he has to be Haitian, he has to be in school, or he has to be pursuing something. Can't just be on bum. Man probably just ain't found the right job yet. So you're 24 and you haven't found the right job. What have you been doing for the past four years? It happens, though. Sometimes you got to jump five careers until you figure out which one you really want to be in. You got to be doing something. You got to be doing something. You can't just be at home not working. You got to have a job. Um... You have to be ambitious. You have to be willing to work because at the time I wasn't, I wasn't working. And I think I, I like later on I had just found a job, but at the time I wasn't working. So you have to be able to work. We can't be, we can't be too broke. If I can't have a car, you don't have gas money. We have to have, we have to have something to give each other. Um, among the other things was if I did find someone at FAU, um, he couldn't be, he, um, he couldn't be. He couldn't be in a fraternity. Ooh, he couldn't be involved on campus. <laughs> but you're in college. But, wait, but you were in college. But then, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> but wait. And then Alise, Alise knows this story. Look at this. Four years later, he's in a fraternity. You're right. I was going to say, wait, you're mad. So wait a minute. So your guy is outside of a lot of things that's in your list? Out of a lot, a lot of it. Wow. <laughs> you see, this is exactly what we're that's talking about. That's why the about. list got thrown away at the time. <laughs> We fit the list, but now if, if I was if I had the same list I had four years ago, he X wouldn't style. be here. You'd be single. But now, like it's different. I'm telling Can I ask what just made you get outside of that list? Just one little thing. After getting to know him and like after like after him explaining like oh I want to I want to go to like I want to go to school this is what I want to go to school for and like just understanding where he was coming from and why why he felt that way I was much more willing to support him because I've grown to love this person but if you just some random person on the street I can't I, I ain't grow to love him now you let me tell you you know what's funny about what she just did she's admitting that the list was wrong she made a mistake well and she found the right guy not using the list mm. but in a way she still wants to hold on to that idea <laughs> that the list did something right because yeah. she goes well if you're some random guy off the street well he can't be a random guy off the street because you kind of <laughs> liked him and you were using the list mm. so she still want to hold on to the idea of I, the list matters <laughs> it's okay I'm gonna stick to where you were about your question about all men being the same and all women being the same. So y'all know about the transition, this and the cheating and fidelity and that. 
the most common thing, I laugh about it on social media and we do post the memes and we joke about it all the time. But even me, sometimes I'm like, okay, we got to stop this. Like we cannot keep just telling the world that all Haitian men are cheaters. Oh I mean, God. like. That's a big meme. Dad, like, <laughs> it's, it's a meme. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a video. It's all dead. So, like we're oh, yeah. always pushing this thing that all Haitian men are cheaters. And I know that's not true. Like, in, like, even, like, it's crazy, my youngest brother, I was under the impression that my brothers were going to be cheaters because of who my dad is. Like, okay, my dad's a cheater. Yeah, my mom stayed with just him, but he didn't. Okay, so obviously, yeah, because I have steps, brothers and sisters. So I was like, okay. And then a lot of, I'm not going to say it in case they're listening, a lot of my cousins and on them. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was just like, you know, I would be like, you team of men. I'm like, you guys are all cheaters. Why are all the team of men cheaters? And my brothers are not cheaters. And I was like, wait a minute. I just knew they were going to be. I'm like, you guys, whatever. And they not. They've never cheated. You can't get them to. They're really proud of that. And they're like, they're good looking guys, like really smart guys. But they have this thing about they will not do it. They just won't do it. So we know for a fact there are Haitian men that don't cheat, but we laugh about it and we go with it. So where did that come from? Like, because the girls on social media tell you it is true. So for someone like you, I'm sure this affects your life, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah, yes, they do. It doesn't mean even, they don't even have to be Haitian to know that meme. That's the funny part. <laughs> oh, everybody knows that meme. And they say it, too. It's hilarious. They say, oh, you Haitian? Oh, oh, you're a cheater. You're a little bit of a cheater, probably. So I think, I personally think it comes from the later time. Maybe our parents. Our parents. Yep. That is, I think that's My dad So you're trying to me tell me it's nothing you guys are doing today. Because according to the memes and Twitter, it's current. Y'all doing some current things. <laughs> I think Haitian men are a little smooth, I think. I think we're a little smooth of how we talk, but I don't necessarily <laughs> say that goes to He's like... cleaning it up right <laughs> now. The only thing that's smooth. He's cleaning it up right really now, trying. y'all. We're not the helping. The, he's <laughs> not helping the single guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. <laughs> I mean, we have the jokes that, like, all, you know, all the Haitian guys have another wife, our daddies, our uncles, they all had other wives and whatever, right? He's there. What's that for the second family? <laughs> 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 know that's the conversation so not even with these this new generation of guys like so you guys are not doing anything to change the narrative or is it the women is it us doing this to y'all or you know you're like, really making me think right now because i didn't know that was a current issue i thought those means was just like well i don't know if it's you know current. the girls means... on social media are saying it's current yeah, they're they're saying saying it's your girlfriend what are they current. saying all wow. the girls i know are telling me the haitian girls are like no it's real these and i know a few women that's Really going through yeah. it out here. Really? Yeah. The women right now, their thing is they want to keep the men on ro rotation. That's what they say. So, uh -huh. mm -hmm. you're Easter egg said the rotation. No. Wait, you said the women want to keep. No, like that's what a lot of single women are saying. So, right single now. women are oh. just out here. They have a ro rotation, you know? Oh, he said rotation. 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 Like, oh, Easter no. Ray said it. So, basically. <laughs> the guys are cheating and the girls are cheating, but the guys are just getting a bad reputation. You well, see, what, yeah. okay, <laughs> that's the what rotation I, is funny because here's what I've noticed. The girls would say they're talking to one person, but they're talking to multiple. Exactly. So that's the rotation. But listen, now, there's a difference now. Let me, let me, let me explain this now for the women. Listen, mm -hmm. 
When we are talking to different guys, we're not in a relationship. We're figuring it out. We're trying to decide who's going to be the man because once he becomes the man, that's it. That's what we do. Right, ladies? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They auditioning. They auditioning. auditioning. I'm telling you, they auditioning these days. They got a whole casting room. What? People that are coming through. And they are meeting wow, each wow, and every wow. one of them. <laughs> they are. Yes, they are. Because cheating is cheating. What is your definition of cheating? <laughs> what is cheating? Um, cheating can be physical or emotional. So if you, I, I guess if you cross the trust of that person in any regards, then, you know, you could consider it cheating, I guess. Anything that you are not, that you could not do in front of your partner could be considered cheating, depending on what it is. I think it's like stepping outside the boundaries, like, in my opinion, you kind of know when you're doing something that could be considered unfaithful. Like, if you have to convince yourself that it's all right, it's probably not all right. Like, mm-hmm. you and your mate, you guys set these boundaries for a reason. And even if they're unspoken boundaries, you guys never talked about it, but it's something like you texted other dudes, like, joking and, 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 and write certain things. <laughs> hey, like, you kind of know. Hey, boo. Hey, honey. Whoa. Why are you laughing at his jokes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's with all those emojis on well, your face? The emojis though. are causing issues these days. No, I'm a hearts person. Yeah, I heart too. everybody. Heart eyes. Heart. I heart everybody, male, female, followers. You know, I don't care. I'm a heart person. I love using the heart. That's my way to say, oh, that's dope. Much love. <laughs> da, da, da. And then lately I'm realizing, sister, you can't just be... Dropping hearts in these guys' <laughs> comments and like girls are really taking that as a thing. Like, don't drop the heart. So now even when I, I if I'm laughing, I put L O L. I'm afraid L-O-L. to put the emoji because the emoji, right? The emojis are causing issues out here. And it's social media. Like, if you like a woman's picture on her profile way too many times, multiple, and if you go to the old ones, you're in <laughs> Don't so, end yeah. up 20 weeks back. <laughs> yeah, but wait, who are we talking about? Who are we talking Are we talking about people that's in a relationship? or Like, we're talking about if you're in a relationship? Mm. Let's talk about both. The ones who are not in a relationship, if you're doing that, that means you're interested off the rip. Off the bat, that means you're interested. Why you liking pictures two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you do a lot of scrolling. You, you have a lot of scrolling. You taking time out your day scroll. And if they're in a relationship, then some women take that as like a, a sign of cheating, almost a little bit. You that had time. You had time, and you're interested. Yes. Yeah, time. So Shirley, it are okay now that you guys are married, not friends before. Is your husband allowed to have new women friends, like at work? Things yeah. like that. One hundred percent. Malade. What? <laughs> what? Malade. Look, I'm, I'm gonna tell you. You stand with what you came in with. <laughs> I've never. You should have friended them before we got married. <laughs> I've never in my relationship and my marriage. I'm gonna be honest. He's never made me feel insecure about that, about stuff like that. I don't think we've ever had like an argument where I was like, yo, who's this girl? And if we did, it's probably because you know I was under the influence of something and I was acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting myself out there. Oh, no, I, but sis, we be acting. You ain't gotta lie. I, right. Like, it's I'm an actress. I'm a full-blown actress. <laughs> I ain't got and no you shame. Think about it, it's like, whoa, maybe I should have. But now, like that, we're married. 
I think he understands boundaries yeah. really well. So if he he you know he has female friends at work like. He's not texting them and calling them. Maybe I would have an issue with it if he was like talking to them all the time. Got but it, I know. <laughs> I think you know what's up. But like, if I go to his job and he's like laughing and joking with the girl, like I'm, it it, it doesn't phase me. I used to be like that. So that was me at the beginning, <laughs> what you right? Say? No, no, my problem, no. My problem, my what I'm saying is I was definitely like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was like, hey, you know your man, like you're not worried and you're not whatever. But in the time frame of us being married, some girls have tried me. I feel like I have gotten tried. Okay. And a lot of times, like I feel like even these days, a lot of people don't understand that there are boundaries with married men. Like, for example, I have this thing of I'm always like, I don't like... A lot of guys are like these days. Guys like to hug. I don't know what this thing is about. Like, men like to hug. When they meet you, they don't want to just shake your hand. They want to hug. So I'm always like nervous with guys hugging me because I don't know if their girl is there or their wife, especially if they're married. Like, I don't want to be just hugging like this. Hey, whatever. But girl, like, a lot of women these days, I feel like they don't get that concept like me. I don't need you... Like if he's at work, I'm not there, okay. But that hugging and that holding on for too mm-hmm. long, that's yeah, a married yeah, that's man. Weird. That's weird. That's weird. weird. <laughs> you know, and then the text messages, all kinds of weird time. I, I, and my mm-hmm. husband is a friendly person. He's mm-hmm. friendly. He's just Google guy. guy. <laughs> 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 he's not going in. He 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 don't know. He's friendly. Like, how are you? And I've had, like, you know, I've had girls, like, that work with him because he's nice, like, ask him for certain things. Like, oh, can you get this for me? And can you pick up coffee on your way to work? And, no, sis. Because <laughs> no. he don't see it. He don't see I it. See nothing. It. And the women, too, also, because he's nice and they know it's not, like, for them, it's like, He's not doing nothing, so I guess it's like it doesn't matter. But I feel like you should have boundaries. And that's somebody's husband. Don't ask my husband to bring you no coffee. Ask the single guy next to you in the cubicle. The cubicle guy need to get you coffee next to you. That's single. You need to get Postmates. You need to stop asking your husband to get Postmates. Uber Eats, you know? like. And I think that's another thing, like... People, the boundaries for married men has changed now. Like back in the day, you need to be afraid to like, like now it's like everybody just friendly. Yeah. So you're to a sumun. You're sumun. Relax. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Nahemi, do you worry about cheating? Social media, you guys are dating. I'm sure marriage probably has come up. Like, how do y'all handle that conversation? I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not a very, I'm not a person that's very worried, but apparently, like, um, my reputation precedes me in that people are very scared to, like, even touch or dance with my boyfriend, because I'd be like, uh-uh, you Nehemi's boyfriend, I- I'm not Oh, you an actress, too, sis? <laughs> a long time ago. I'm different now. I'm different now. They remember the old me. <laughs> I'm trying to be different now. I'm trying to be more relaxed. And people like people try to remember my old undergrad days. And I'm trying to become like I'm trying to become Naomi 2.0. Okay. I want to bring this up because this is something I've been seeing a lot the last week on our social media. Didn't realize this was such a big thing now. Interracial dating. 
Why you? Why you this guy? Wow. So you can go ahead and start with that. Yeah. Is, is that like that's not a thing? Where, like we're not dating outside of our race. We're not bringing oh outside, gosh. you know, different oh, cultures home to the Haitian parents. That's a touchy one. I'll say that's a touchy one only because of I think, like you said, within the past couple of weeks, it's been really prominent on social media, and I think social media is trying to make it seem like a bad thing, mm-hmm. um, just because it's depending on how the person you are. I love African-American studies. I would have mastered in it if I had the chance, to be honest. Who knows? But with that going on, I think it's okay for interracial relationships. Um, Where I think it goes left is if you're in it for the wrong reasons and if you perceive it differently. And what I mean by that is if you take um, our black queens, that's what I love to call them. If you take the black queens and you go ahead and and you and it's a different feel. Um, I've personally never been with a Caucasian woman, but I've been with Hispanic and other races. Um, but I know that it's a different feel with that person, and um, the uh, and vice versa. Yes, it is. I I personally believe it is a different feel. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's a different feel. Um, because of how the household i guess goes or how your relationship is um i think with our black queens uh, <laughs> you make sure you say the queen where are you going with it you make sure you say the queen because i think it's about to get wild and what i'm about to say um, <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> i think he feels um, attacked yeah. <laughs> It's a little hot, but um, <laughs> with, the, with, with our black queens, they require <laughs> they require very very special attention. I believe they require special attention, in um uh not 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 that way, a special <laughs> not that way. They need to be loved There's a certain a way. way. I believe love a certain um, way. Be a little bit more. You gotta be a little right. their, their attitude. Their 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 attitude. What's wrong um, with their attitude? The, the attitudes are good, but <laughs> you're digging I'm a hole for yourself, my man. But, okay, I'll say I don't believe Caucasian woman has that much of an attitude, and it's an attitude. It's a different attitude to me, it, and I think it comes with a race and ethnicity. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing because that's culture, but it's it's different. It's different cultures intertwining and interwining and it's 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 a beautiful thing but it is different that's all i'm saying i think interracial dating it's different so you're saying black women are stronger our personalities are stronger because i feel like that's you know that angry black women narrative that we talk too much in there we're too sure about ourselves and well, all the things i feel so like we're proud about except for the angry black thing because i don't think Black women are angry. I feel like we're just passionate and we're outspoken. And we just want to make sure we're clear about things, you know? So so I always get them, like, what does that mean exactly? Like, what is it that intimidate you guys? You don't think it takes a certain guy to... I don't want to to deal with that. I say personalities. I say it takes mm. a different type of guy to deal with different personalities. Like for example, I have a very strong personality. I'm one of those. I'm I'm strong, right? But I have other black girlfriends that's really quiet, and they may not speak up as fast as I do, and their approach is different. I'm blunt. Sometimes can be mean. Sometimes can hurt feelings. My friends are not like that. Like my, sometimes my friends got to be like, maybe you shouldn't have said it like that. And I'd be sitting there like, dang, I got to call my husband, got to call my husband, got to call. You know, so it's like, it's personalities. I, I don't agree. think it has nothing to do with color or background or culture, personalities. You don't think personalities come with color? 
color comes with personalities. They're just in one place because of how tradition is. I don't think I, so. I, I disagree. Think so. Yeah, it's, it's mainly it's mainly your, your environment that mm. really defines and 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 makes you know who, you who you really are. So if you were to be black, <clears throat> right, raised in a Caucasian community, you would quote unquote speak white, correct? Or- you, you would not whatever exactly, they no. call proper yeah, whatever they call pro- proper mm-hmm. but if you were to to be raised amongst more um we would quote unquote urban area you would speak that slang you know what i'm saying so that's the difference it's not really and that's what, when vice yeah. versa comes into play so let's say you have a black guy a black man raised in a suburban area speaks mm-hmm. proper he's known as speaks white yeah well, um <laughs> i've had guys friends just like that <laughs> Who cannot handle a black woman? They said it themselves because I guess just their personality. They could take a different race, uh, maybe a white woman who's, I guess, the 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 common is their calm and you know. So just it's just that they that haven't concise. met a calm black woman. Like they, yeah. have, they have, they can't handle it. What? Yes. Ah uh, no no no. I no. That's their preference. Yes, I bet I bet I bet he has the That's toughest personality like to deal with. And he's talking about black women doesn't have good personality to deal with. It's the people with the worst personalities who don't have a personality to deal with the black woman. So mm. it's like they can't handle oh someone speaking back to me. Well someone you're not always challenging me. Someone's challenging and, and pushing me to yeah. be well, better than I, what I may be. Okay, babe, you've yeah. dated Caucasian women and you've interacted with them. Yeah. Oh, this I, is a good person. What's the difference? <laughs> what's the difference yeah. between them and me? Like, what made you marry a, a Haitian woman? Be honest. <laughs> no, the, the truth. Be real. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. So, no, no. Sorry to put you on the spot. So, the truth is, like. You can really date anyone, but marrying someone is harder because parents get involved. Imagine a Haitian parent, you know, dealing with another race. It, they're not really that open most of the time. So that's, you know, dating someone I've dated different, you know, races and whatnot. But so to me, it's never any difference. Would I have married them? I don't know. So that's that's the question. But as far as dating someone, you have to be open-minded. You know, it, like, like you said earlier, you can't put anyone in a box. And that's the beauty of, you know, talking to someone or dating someone, finding out what they're about. And just, if we can click, we don't even have to take it to that next step. We can just have a good time together, enjoy each other's company. And that's how I see it. So Do you guys it, think it might be an excuse, though, for people to just date another race? Male or female, like uh, let's just uh, like let's say what he was saying about like some guys that say, well, I can't date a black woman because they do this and that. Like you just want to date white women, just say you want to date white women. <laughs> oh. Can that be it? Like it's Maybe. like I don't want to. That's just, a preference, right? It There's sounds like a preference. But I see a lot of. But black are we women, making people afraid? To a lot admit of black that? women put a lot of black men down when they date white white or uh, white women. Mm. Yes. yes. That's, it's it's no, that's ridiculous. That's, no. It's true. You it's can true. date who you want it's to true. date. It doesn't matter if they are black or white, you know. And the reason don't matter either, I think. You know, you could date them because you want, you know, your kids to <laughs> you know, to, to be lighter skin. What skinned. did they say about oh, the hair right. thing? Yeah. They want to lord. Good hair. Good hair. I just think it's tough and We've talked about this before where I, I've i said it before where I don't feel that way now, but Steph and I have talked and I've always said like, okay, I don't want my child necessarily dating someone that's not Haitian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to... How to right, right. It's tough because I don't feel 
like that anymore, but I have felt like that in the past, and it's because I feel like there's so many good Haitian women, there's so many good Haitian men. <laughs> Go find them. Like, like, let's all mingle together. Let's all be happy together. But now that, you know, my eyes are open and I'm seeing things differently, I'm older, I'm more mature, I wouldn't stand behind that statement anymore. But I felt like that before because I see if... I have, let's say I have three friends that are single. I think they're awesome. They have great personalities. They look good. Why why would you want to go date a white woman versus my three friends? Mm. I like that. I like that. We're going to transition into conflict really quick. I want to just talk about how different people deal with conflict, right? So our married couple, of course, how do you guys deal with conflict? Then Nehemi, who's dating, you and, like, give us an example of some, like, some of your biggest conflicts and how do you guys deal with them? And, yeah, my single guy, I'm going to let you sit this one out. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go first, baby? Uh, Sure. Um, For me, it's, it, I, I'm still learning, honestly, how to deal with conflict. <laughs> I still got that that extra acting in me. On this I know. Don't say that in front of the same. It's a guy. learning process. I'm sorry. You're gonna have to redeem yourself before this show is <laughs> That's over. True. That's true. But I think I'm still learning. It's just knowing the fact that. He's not going anywhere. That That's the difference now. When we're in a relationship, if we would get into an argument, I'd go my way, whatever. I don't got to talk to him for a day. I, I don't have to talk to him for two days. Now we get into a conflict, I got to go sleep next Girl, to you. Girl, ain't so nowhere to go, sis. I got to get over it, mm. even if I don't want to. That's kind of my mindset now, so... Well, in the beginning, um, conflicts were not, you know, the easiest things for us to deal with because of my personality mainly. Um, if I didn't like something, um, I didn't like it, and I was not trying to convince you to do otherwise, I would just step away, <laughs> like give me my space because I'm not happy right now. So over time, she's taught me how to communicate more. So that's one of the main things I've learned how to communicate. Like, no matter what, you know, you just have to let it out, what you're not happy about and find a solution to it. And it's not always pleasant. Conflicts are never pleasant. You just have to know that you, you have to get past that, you know, argument or conflict or whatnot and just... Would you lie to just close out the conflict, though? No, I'm not a... I'm a straight shooter. No, lying to get out of a conflict is a cop-out. Mm. Yeah. And not to say that you can... You, you have to be brutally blunt... You, because you can hurt feelings like that, mm-hmm. but you could, you know, okay, we can talk about this at a later time when we're, you know, a little more calm and things of that nature. Nice. Well, um, I agree with what Steve said. Communication is key. Like, I'm the type of person, like, if one thing that my significant other hates about me is that my car is, like, never clean. <laughs> girl. Girl. I'm not the other one. Girl. Yeah, I'm like, girl, live in my car. Girl. <laughs> so one thing, like, that I've learned, like, I've used, like, if I'm, like, coming from work, I'm like, hey, all this stuff's in the car. It's either you're going to help me take it out or, like, it's going to take me a couple of days to clean it rather than just, like, <laughs> not clean it. Because they'll be like, well, you didn't tell me that you were doing that, so how am I supposed to know? So, like, one thing I'm learning to do is communicate, like, tell you everything that's going on. So, like, if something were to happen, you don't, like, you're not shocked and you're not blindsided. And then, like, that's another <laughs> argument going to see. So it's just, like, communication is very much so key. Fancy. What, what, what is your advice on that? Because the communication thing is always a thing. And people always say communication, communication. But a lot of times people don't communicate. Or they communicate different. And a lot of times the guys are the least person to communicate. So, yeah, I think um, 
communication, but also adding to that transparency. Um, because I like what Nehemi mentioned about, you know, this idea of her car and she's like straightforward, like there's no room for there to be an argument because I, I laid it out on the table for you <laughs> like from the beginning. Um, I think there, it takes a lot of transparency in relationships. Like this idea of communication is so important, but if you're communicating, you're not being transparent and just making it plain for the other person, it's, you know, it's kind of pointless. So, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you. So we, we, we got to come back to you. <laughs> I, I, I told him he has Yeah, we, we got to come back to you. I told him. Like, time, but I want to ask him more, especially as a guy at this table, because the, the it's yes. you commonly hear that black men don't express their feelings. Y'all not emotional or you're afraid to express your feelings. You're single and, you know, you're dating right now. So do you feel like you communicate? Are you honest and open? Or, like, how, what does communication look like for a single man um communication for me um it's minimal until I feel like I can trust you it's the trust issues it's minimal until I feel like I can trust you I have a weird procedure of dating stages am I the first one I just have to see if you're human so that's just how it goes yeah I just I'm just checking to see if you're human that's the first and then, yeah. Are you alive? Yeah, and that takes some time, you know, with the social media stage, so it's hard. And then after that, then I start to trust you some more. Um, with the communication, it's 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 odd for me, I think, because like as you want to express to a girl, you're not sure if they're giving you out what you're putting in. And I think that's where we always fall between that balance of you're, you're expressing, as men, I think, like we're expressing ourselves. We feel like we are because I grew up in a house where my dad has me up at 6 a.m. every Saturday because men, real men don't sleep in. That's what he always said. So he was very Haitian. I'm telling you, I grew up in that Haitian house. Nah, he was not playing. So expressing feelings. I told you he's quiet. I'm just like him. We have the same name. I'm a junior. So it's just like I don't express much. But I've had these women that came into my life who, who taught me how to be more vulnerable, I guess. And they really, really was serious about that. Women would teach That's you that. Hard. And it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. But it's it's something new that I guess, and it, it feels good sometimes. So I don't think that's bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't right? think that's bad. It's weird at first. You're like, huh? Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that, Steve. Right? Like, what what's your advice for the guys that's going through that? Like, that's probably at that stage, and they want to communi- communicate more. We're obviously all admitting that it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So who do who do you give that to, and how do you know when you can go? Be vulnerable um, with your girl. I would say it's a two-way street. Uh, the person has to, has to be willing to be vulnerable just like you have to be willing to share with them. And if you're not at that level where you can trust the person with those information, then might, you know just keep it, I would say, superficial until you're at that level. And if you never get to that level, then you can still be, still be friends and never take it to that next step. Mm. Okay, okay, guys. You know, this conversation is so good. We truly want to go on forever, <laughs> but we can't. So before we close out, I want, like, one really good takeaway, like, from each of you guys, or an advice that you would give to, you know, like, since you're single, to other single guys out there, and fancy definitely something on relationship, Shirley and Steve, like, one really good advice you would give people that's either at your stage or will be at your stage soon? 
All right, so for any man out there dating, um, basically you have to be, whenever you make a choice, you have to stand behind it. Whether you're, you want to date the person for real or not, stand behind the choice you make and be open about it, be honest about it. That's the best advice. Um, for me, honestly, to women that's looking to get married and, yo, it's hard, sister. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard. Like, if you want to pledge your life to being with someone and, and this is the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you have to be willing to give up a lot. And, and, and that commitment, it's, it's huge and it's tough. And your personality, your finances, a lot of things come into play and you have to be willing to be open about that. It's not the pretty pictures on Instagram, the the fly trips and the honeymoon and the marriage. Once all that's, or, or the wedding, once all that's done, it's you and that person in the house, in that room. Yo, it gets real. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I can say as a takeaway is that if you really love that person, you'll you'll put in the work. Because if, if not, you're pretty much, you're just playing. You're playing house or you're just playing at that point. You're just playing roles at that point. So make sure that when you go in there, you go in there with the intention of, yeah, I love this person. We're going to make this work. Four years of dating. Are you already, like, ready to get married? Are you oh, at that no. point where oh, you're pressuring girl, I him? I need 3% on the house first. <laughs> If I don't have the 3% on the house, that I can't list. go. They go that they list. Go that oh, yeah. <laughs> they go that list. That list came back. <laughs> yes. Single men. One thing I just want to say is be open-minded and try something new. Um, and be traditional. Where I'm at the point right now is I'm taking advice from my father again. That's how it started. After a while, I got in college, you know, that happened. And then after, back at him. Because I think he did it right. Um, I like to. I'm a traditionalist. I like the old school way. Take it old school. If new school is not working, take it old school. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, coming from a therapist, I wouldn't be a therapist if I didn't say this. But relationships, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy, guys. Because I think a lot of times we talk about marriages, and a lot of times people. I'm surprised this didn't come up tonight, like divorce rates and all that stuff. People talk about divorce and the high statistics, but you don't talk about the relationships that prosper because that couple decided to take that extra step to go see a therapist. So let's let go of that stigma in the Haitian community, yes, us, all of us here, and go see a therapist and talk through some of these issues that sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to connect with your partner and that's okay. Go see a therapist. And since you brought up divorce rate, like, we can't leave without probably, like, asking you about that. Yeah. Are more people getting married now than they did before? Do you... I think with our age group, like, what are we, like, millennials? Yeah. Yeah, we're millennials. So, like, we're getting married, but we're getting married later because of people are staying in school longer. People are waiting for that 3% on the house, like she said. (laughs) People are like taking longer, but people are getting married more and they're open to more things. So the statistics that I was talking to you about earlier. So millennials are actually, their, um, their marriage rates are actually increasing because they're getting married later. Like they're not getting married because, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do at 23 or whatever the case is. Like they're actually taking their time and marriages are lasting longer ah that that's good information because right. mm-hmm. I, I honestly i hear the opposite yeah. yeah you hear like more you know relationships are failing marriages are not mm-hmm. lasting and 
you know, and the idea of everyone's trying to get married quick because they, I mean, get married quick so they can have babies because they want their babies. Right. You know, they can be raised with them and that whole concept. So yeah. it's good yeah. information. Thank you. Thank you guys so very much. This was a pleasure. This, it was. this was. Thank you for having us. Oh, this was fun. No, I appreciate you guys being here. I learned a lot. <laughs> I have a lot to even go talk to my husband about. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you so much. And everyone tuning in, thank you so very much for tuning in on a new episode of The Sweet Podcast.